Hello, you're so welcome to this episode of the I Quit Wine podcast. I'm Sarah Louise and I'm here to support you in your alcohol-free journey and today I want to talk about the power of surrender. When it comes to going alcohol-free, when it comes to whatever word you use, you can use alcohol-free, you can use sobriety, you can use you know, any, anything at all, it really doesn't matter, they're just words. And the, there's, there's a lot of surrendering that has to happen. And I want to start by telling you a story. I had my sister staying with me from Australia last week. I live in, in Ireland in fabulous West Cork. And she was staying in the Airbnb fairly close to my house, about 10, 15 minutes walk away past. We walked along our beach to to get to back to her house. So she had dinner in our house most evenings and then we walked uh, back along the beach, on the road sort of in front of the beach and back up the hill to, to her house. And on the last night before she was leaving, when we got back to her house, realised that she'd lost her glasses and that uh, she'd had them at my house and they were gone. So we had a bit of a look for them and couldn't see them. And I walked back the same way we'd walked and had a good look for them, couldn't see them. And they were lovely multifocal glasses that she really loved and really needed. And she was flying out the next morning very early. So we were leaving at 20 past six. So I went my, when I got back, my husband hopped in the car with me and we drove um, drove along the road and had a really good look. I was very pleased that I hadn't had anything to drink so I could really concentrate and really see. And there was, we couldn't see any sign of them at all. And the next morning when I went to collect her, uh, I had another really good look. They were nowhere to be seen. And I, it's a week ago today that she left and I have been searching and searching for them. I've been looking because a lot of high grass along the side of the road and I've looked in different places every time I go for a walk. I go for a walk every morning and every evening and every time I've gone I have searched a different kind of angle of the walk and no, nowhere to be seen. And last night when I got home from my walk I thought that's it. I'm not looking anymore because it's kind of taking from my walk and if I haven't found them by now, I'm not going to find them. And I just thought, and she was ordering new glasses and I just thought, no, I give it up. I give up. I, um, I'm just surrendering the search and I'm just not going to do it anymore. And this morning I drove down to the beach instead of, I'd normally walk down for my morning walk, but this morning because the weather, the weather's quite stormy at the moment and there are big, big black clouds in the sky and I thought I'll just drive down to the beach and go for a walk and then if the weather gets really bad I can hop in my car and drive home. And there's a spot that I nearly always park in at the beach and there were no cars there this morning but for some reason, I don't know why, I just pulled up at a different spot and there's a low wall all along the front of the beach that uh, if anybody leaves anything behind, like oh, nearly every day there's particularly this time of year in the summer, there's shoes, there's uh, toys, there's buckets and spades, there's all sorts of things nearly every day put up on the wall and someone will claim them. And today I parked and there were a couple of big rocks kind of on the wall. I didn't take much notice, but I looked out to the I looked out to the ocean before I hopped out to go for my walk and poked out from these these rocks that were sitting there was a pair of glasses. I just laughed and I got out and I looked and I thought they do look exactly like my sister's glasses and I took a photo and I sent it to her in Australia and, and she laughed and said, yeah, 
have my glasses and it's it just made me laugh that uh, and they appear nearly perfect when I got home and washed them with a couple of fine scratches so uh, the, the lenses, are, the the frames are perfect, and one of the lenses maybe they can be buffed up a bit. I'm not sure, but they are, will certainly do for a spare pair for it. And uh, they, are, I'm going to post them back to her today. And but the reason I'm telling you this story is that we need to surrender. Surrender doesn't mean giving up. Surrender means stop pushing, stop making it so hard, stop being in that that very masculine energy of searching and pushing and hunting and and be more in the the feminine the receiving the of actually because what happens when you when you surrender is that you you're handing it over you're handing over to whatever you want to call it some may call it god some may call it source i call it a higher power or the universe whatever you want to call it and allowing them to take over and it's a really beautiful thing to be able to just sit back and say enough, enough pushing, enough searching. I am going to sit back and receive what's actually there for me, whether it's there or not. And the thing is that it's incredible how much will come to us then, how much peace there is in that place and how when you allow yourself to trust what is actually already there for you you can start to see things completely differently yes those glasses probably only be, could have only been put there this morning or very late last night because they weren't there last night when I went for my walk but they they appeared and it may sound really crazy to even make anything of this but I want you to play with the idea of you know, what do you need to stop pushing and searching for? When it comes to being on an alcohol-free journey, I know myself because I spent I spent the best part of like nearly a decade and a half pushing and searching for the you know the golden ticket to to an to the whole the whole struggle with alcohol with the stopping and starting and stopping and starting and stopping and starting and the pure groundhog dayness of every Monday morning of, right, I'm studying again, I'm not going to drink this week, I won't drink on, and for years, years, for most of that time, I didn't drink, I had a rule, I didn't drink on Monday, Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but I drink on Thursdays and Fridays, then I stopped drinking on Sundays because Mondays were such a nightmare, even if I'd only had maybe two glasses of wine, I would feel shocking on Mondays going to work. Yeah, I could always do my work, I was perfectly functional, nobody would have any idea that I was struggling with it, I felt terrible. Because I don't believe it makes any difference how much you drink. It's how it makes you feel. And it made me feel pretty rotten. And sure, if I'd drunk maybe half a glass or one glass and stopped, it probably wouldn't make me feel that bad, although I do know people that it does. I know someone who goes to AA who used to drink one glass a night because it made her feel so bad that she she decided it was a real problem for her. Um, I that wouldn't that that wouldn't resonate with me, and I was like so many others that are in that grey area of drinking that wouldn't either had a 
a desperate problem with it that it was completely ruining a life and would be um, maybe classified as an alcoholic or be in that in that category. Or weren't somebody either that could just, you know, sit on half a glass or one glass of wine over an evening meal once every few weeks or so or very infrequently and, and not want more. So, and that's that massive grey area in the middle. And I spent so long searching for, you know, the, the golden bullet, the uh, Willy Wonka's golden ticket to figure out why is this, you know, why why is this so hard? Why is why can't I drink like a normal person? But the reality is most normal people have a dysfunctional relationship with alcohol. And the problem isn't the person. I finally realized the problem wasn't me. I wasn't broken. I wasn't flawed. I didn't need fixing. I just needed not to drink alcohol anymore. If it was potatoes or bread, I don't eat bread very often. When I do, I get a funny tummy for a couple of days and I think, oh, oh, I'm not going to, bread really doesn't suit me. I had it last week, my sister was here, bread for a couple of times and and I had an upset, bit of a, bit of a, you know, just felt uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, that's reminding me, don't eat bread anymore. And I made nothing of it, like he's not eating bread, it's not a big deal. But why is it such a big deal not to drink alcohol? Because we make it a big deal. Society makes it a big deal. All the, the subliminal advertising and the, oh, all the, you know, the social media. The, I, I won't get started on that rant now. But it's just like it's, you know, it, it's as if alcohol is such a necessary part of our lives. And it's all a big lie. The truth is, the real truth is, we just need to stop pushing and expect something that causes so many problems not to cause us a problem, you know, and that's where the surrender comes in. If you surrender to to what it is, a highly addictive, poisonous, toxic substance with most of us, if you drink more than a little bit of it, it's going to cause problems. And because it goes straight to the prefrontal cortex and wipes out all of its decision-making within about three seconds of having the first mouthful, there's, like, it's no wonder people can't stop at one. I mean, my husband still, you know, it's like, how come you could never just have one glass of wine? I'm just like, because I'm not you. Because some people can do that little moderation thing, although as their lives go on, that can change and they can just become just like the rest of us, that it becomes problematic. And when we realise it's not us that's a problem, it's the substance that's the problem. I mean, nobody second guesses like smoking. If somebody says like, oh, even if I have one cigarette a day, you know, it's it's making me feel horrible and I feel like when I when all those toxins are in my body, I feel just awful. What's everybody going to say to them? They're going to say, don't smoke anymore. Never have another cigarette. Like, and why, why is alcohol so different? Why is alcohol put on this, you know, on this pedestal of being the elixir of life when really the elixir of life is on the other side of it? That's where that's where the magic happens, and it's the surrender piece. I think is for me is so pivotal that once I surrender to the fact that there's nothing wrong with me, I'm not broken, I don't need fixing. Yes, I think we all need on this journey. I think we all need support. We all need to know that there's lots of other people out there, and I love all of the 
were called Quick, Quick Lick Books. Uh, I love all of the all the other podcasts, groups, all the support is amazing and it makes it makes us realize that we are not a freak. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with us. It's such a common problem because of the substance itself. We make such a big deal of it and we just need to surrender to this is how it is. And for myself, once I stopped fighting that, when I stopped expecting to do the same thing and get a different result, isn't that cool? <laughs> that saying it's the definition of stupidity is to continue doing the same thing and expect a different result. It's so true. But I know for myself, I thought I was going to be so deprived without it. And I'm going away to Italy next week with my husband for two weeks, celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary. And this will be the first time of going on a longer holiday. I've done plenty of sort of nights away. We've been off to concerts. We've been off doing things for a night here and there over the years when I haven't drunk. But this will be the first time going on a two-week holiday not drinking because of my on-off drinking over the last few years. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to wake up in the mornings and feel amazing and go down to the beach and go for an early morning swim and sit and journal and really experience experience all the incredibleness of what is there for me uh, without being poisoned. And some may say I'm being deprived by not sitting and having a glass of wine, dinner at night, but no, there is so much more without it. And I know that there may be moments, there may be moments over the two weeks when I think a glass of wine would be nice, you know, it's going to be hot. And I know my brain may say like, oh, a glass of chilled wine or a beer right now would be really lovely. And I know I'll just talk back to my brain. I'll do my pattern interrupt saying, Sarah, that's not you talking. That's just the part of you that wants you to do things that aren't going to serve you. That's the old, it's an old addiction, it's an old story, it's, some call it the monkey mind, some call it the wine witch, some call it wolfy voice, it doesn't matter whatever you call it, but it's just a matter of stopping that and going, well, that's just a voice and it's just a thought for a moment and it will pass. And what's on the other side of it passing? I mean, I'm just going to surrender to that, surrender to it, but not act on it, surrender to it and feel it. And if I feel a bit uncomfortable for a moment, I will feel it, and I've done it plenty of times before, going out to dinner, going tonight, I'm going to a big party, the joint 60th and, and 18th, and I cannot wait to go, and I'll have my glass full of fizzy water for the night, and I'll have lovely food, and there'll be lovely company, and when I've had enough, I will leave, and I'm really looking forward to it, and I know I don't have to worry about stumbling in my high heels, or um, saying the wrong thing, or uh, being, you know... Any any of that stuff that goes with, with with having having too much to drink, or for me, anything to drink. So I'd love to know what this brings up in you. Does this resonate with you at all? If it does, feel free to pop me an email at IQW with Sarah. IQW standing for I Quit Wine with Sarah S A R A H at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you need any help or any support, just let me know. And if I can help you, I will steer you in the right direction. And uh, But if I can, I will. I offer a holistic service with a combination between coaching, naturopathy, nutrition, and just a, a, a beautiful 
holistic support package. Uh, but if I feel like I'm not the right person for you, I will very happily refer you on or refer you to books or other or other support services. And uh, I can't wait to join you again soon. And I, yeah, I'd love to know what you think. Surrendering, how does that feel for you? Surrendering is not giving up, it's handing it over, knowing and trusting that you are being supported, that the universe has your back, that you everything is there, everything you need is already there for you. You don't have to go searching for it. No hunting or searching needed, it's all there. You just have to be willing to accept it, to receive it. And I'll finish on this note. What I love to do is to put my hand on my heart, put your hand on the skin next to your heart, and this gives you a little tiny oxytocin blip. And uh, and what I say to myself is, it's safe for me to receive everything that is there for me. It's safe for me to receive everything that is there for me. So I'm signing off for now, and I can't wait to speak to you again very soon. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast and to share it with anybody you think it may be useful for. I can't wait to join you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Lots of love.